This is the log of Detective Derek Rain, Homicide Department, 8th Precinct, Etherax. The date is September 16th, 2245. I did not expect to be making another log so soon, but circumstances have advanced rather dramatically. Following the end of my previous recording, I retired to my bedroom where I indulged in some sire. While I'll admit the allure of the drug has weakened as of late, there is still something nice about getting to just not be here. Upon waking up in the morning, I was greeted to a communication, though this time it was not from the police. It was from Risk, the greyhand I had met with about the murder of Deborah Jane. Seems an associate of his had been murdered in a strikingly similar way to the murder of Miss Jane. For my own sake, I decided to record the conversation I had with Risk at the scene of the crime. I've spliced it with this recording. Risk? I, uh, take it this is the associate you were talking about. Uh, there you are. Uh, yeah, that's him. Found him about an hour ago, just like this. Nobody's touched nothing. Who was he? Was he a gray hand? Crimson? Something else? More of an independent, really. Went by the name Jetfire. These fucking names, am I right? Dealt some uh, low-level junk to the rank and file, ice, blow, smack, that kind of shit. Nothing too fancy, but, you know, made him some money. He's a fucking scumbag, so, you know, he fit right in. Type of person who'd have enemies? Yeah, nobody's crying over this fucker's grave or nothing like that. But killing him here meant getting our attention, and no one fucking wants that. This guy, definitely not fucking worth it. I see. Uh, there wouldn't be people angry about relatives he was selling to or anything. You know, the old, you ruined my lover or sibling mother's life shtick. The fuck kind of shit you been watching? No, nobody goes for that kind of shit here, alright? He sold the fucking gangsters. Nobody gives a flying fuck if a gangster goes glassy-eyed. Got it. And no one saw anything weird or suspicious in the area, you know, beyond the ordinary, that is. Nobody they weren't used to seeing, anything like that. Look, when you're around here, you keep your head down, unless you're trying to start some shit. No one I talked to was around when he died, alright? People are starting to get skittish, though. Twice now, people are getting whacked when they're not supposed to. First Deb, now this piece of shit. Tell me about it. Has anyone checked his body yet? Does he have anything valuable still on him, or did the guy rob him too? Took a look before you got here. Had some stash on him, a couple hundred creds, fake ID card. Nothing massive, but doesn't look like nobody rolled him over before I got here. None of your guys would have tried to take something for themselves when they found the body? Normally that's their fucking job. But dude shows up dead the same way Deb was not two days later. Let's just say they knew I was personally interested and they weren't going to fuck with nothing. Fair play. That's three dead now, all in the same style, and no robbery afterwards. Three? Who the fuck's the third? Some corporate goon. He died maybe a week ago now. In some ways away, not too far. Probably on his way home from work when he got caught out. His case is what brought me to Deb. Case? Uh-huh. And you still want me to believe that you're not a fucking cop? I said the police aren't involved. And they're not. That's a real cute way of not answering my fucking question. Look, fuckhead, I'm here on my own because I, for some fucking reason, have decided to care that these people are dying out of nowhere. Do I work for the police? Maybe, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Alright, you piece of shit, I see you. But I'm gonna get this one thing straight, alright? I'm doing this for Deb, not you. I don't give a fuck about you. Matter of fact, you fuck me on this, I will slit your fucking throat myself. You got it? Wouldn't dream of it, Risk. Now let me take a look in the area. Maybe the killer left something behind. They didn't leave anything. Just bloodstains and a dead drug dealer. We did find a little more on Jetfire. Yeah, he had a secret pocket in his jacket with some cards and names. Clients, if I had to guess. Some secure tech guys, a, a Smith, a Bradley, a couple others, and 
some very intriguing gangster names. Honestly, I didn't know you could combine words like that. Riss said he'd take a look at them, but who knows if the names are still good or how old they are. But you know, from this, I can at least start to establish a couple patterns. For one, we're still in the same general 8th precinct area. Whoever is doing this probably lives around here, or at least frequents the area. For two, the kills seem to generally happen later at night, you know, at a time when someone might be walking home from a job, or just taking an evening stroll. For three, none of these have been statement kills. The only one of any significance to a large group of people is, seemingly anyway, Deborah Jane. That Jetfire died too could mean some kind of prejudice against gangs and their ilk, but it feels like it's more likely a case of geographical ease. Meanwhile, Tarek was a homebody with no connections and a shitty job at Raylier. These are not important people, to put it simply. More importantly, I'm starting to put together a motive. Or, okay, well, I'm actually doing the opposite of that. Because as of right now, there is no clear motive to these killings. They're not money-driven because they're not robbing people, they aren't clearly related to a corporate or gang directive, and they aren't driven by some obvious connection between these three victims. Instead, what we're likely looking at here is an unknown personal motive, whether that's sexual satisfaction, pleasure in the kill, revenge, or some type of delusion is unclear. I believe we can rule out sexual satisfaction, you know, due to the lack of any foreign biological matter around the bodies, as well as the fact that the bodies do not appear to have lost any clothing after being killed. Admittedly, such a motive makes it infinitely more difficult to actually establish suspects. Nobody has been seen in the areas, and tracking data reveals nothing in particular either, not even in the Jetfire case. Really hoping the info guys at the department don't look too deeply into why I was requesting that information. You know, it's one thing to be on a gangster's payroll, but to be openly helping them and seeking their assistance with a case that I wasn't even assigned? I mean, I don't think it would get me fired, but it, it doesn't look great for me. I've already noticed that they've started looking at me weird when I go in the office. Guess they're not used to seeing me look awake and alert. To be fair, neither am I. You know, it's odd, really. When the first case came in, I kind of figured it would be a one-off. Just a little thing that looked weird, but ultimately meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. Just another cog in the machine that is Etherax. You know, those things happen all the time. Little idiosyncrasies and strange moments that make you wonder if there is something beyond the system that you've been living in for years. Now, I remember one time there was this political figure who actually seemed like they gave a damn about the neighborhood they were representing. They were on the street, making sure people had food and got home safe, visiting families when their relatives were killed. Seemed like we had finally stumbled upon a good person, someone who could do something. She turned up with half her head missing in a side and our insignia burned into her back after she dared to mention that they were corrupting the water supply to a whole slew of apartment buildings. Later, we had a vigilante, you know, like one of those guys in the old comics. He'd steal out into the night, save people from corporate assassins and gang assaults. Of course, he couldn't save everyone, but he became the symbol of hope that, that people could fight back. You know, I think he went by the name the Crimson Crow. You know, it drove the police crazy trying to find this guy who was allegedly doing the job they were supposed to do. Except it didn't actually matter in the end. Turns out the Crow was just some bored corporate exec who wanted a bit of fun. When he saved people, he'd actually just bought out their attackers and pretended to beat them up. He revealed that when he got tired of the act and went back to full-time war crime manufacturing. Essentially, it's always been that anyone who acts up, who tries to stand out and change things, gets brutally shut down. 
there is no grand movement for change because everyone is too concerned with just surviving until the next day or, or getting their next fix. I'd say eventually something has to crack, but we've been building this up for a long while. Centuries, even. How are you supposed to go against a system like that? How do you get people to give a shit? I guess in my case, you kill them in a way you haven't seen before. Honestly, if this killer was smart, they would have brutalized the bodies in some way, made it look like there was some real passion or purpose in there. I never would have given a damn if I'd found Tarek with his face ripped off and his heart carved out. That's normal around here. But instead, they decided to stand out. To do something just a little different from everyone else. And now I'm here tracking them down to stop them. Though, I guess in this case they're not standing up to help people, they're just murdering them. So you know, it's a little bit different. It's kind of funny, isn't it though, that the police don't care at all. I mean, I didn't expect them to, but... Given that their main purpose is to establish conformity, you'd think finding something that broke so cleanly from the mold would make them worry. But I guess when it's just street-level randos, they don't really care. You can't truly break the mold from down here, in their eyes at least. A death is a death is a death is a death, and who really cares how you ended up dead? You know, even Deb's family were surprisingly blasé about the whole thing. You know, they were sad, obviously, but they didn't seem too interested in finding the killer. You know, her mom, Delilah, seemed appreciative of the notion, but beyond that wasn't worried about vengeance or justice or anything. To be honest, I don't know that anyone cares much for justice anymore. Not like anybody's finding it anywhere. Jeez, look at me prattling on like some kind of philosopher or something. You must be sick of me, William, ranting and raving about how fucked up our society is, even as all I do is sit back and drug myself into oblivion to avoid it. But you know, I never really said any of these things before. I knew them. I knew that the world was unjust and that nothing seemed to matter in the slightest and that I'd probably live and die without having the barest influence on anything. And now here I am, doing these logs on the suggestion of a shrink, and suddenly I'm spilling my heart out. I guess they have some idea of what they're doing. Fucking doctors. Of course, none of this philosophizing really means anything. You know, I'm just some junkie detective. The fuck am I going to do to completely change the social order and rewrite the world into something fair? I can barely track a serial killer for the love of God, even if they are pretty good at covering their tracks. Of course, I don't even know what I'll do with them when or if I find them. It'd be a little weird just turning in a murderer to the police that I wasn't even supposed to be tracking. Maybe I'll give them the risk. That would certainly deal with it. I will say, risk is surprisingly helpful. You know, I didn't get everything in that recording, but he does really seem to want to catch this killer. His connection with Deborah is definitely a bit more serious than he let on. Of course, he knows I'm a cop now, and my undercover skills are pretty out of practice. But at least he didn't kill me outright. I mean, I doubt I'm the first cop he's worked with, but he might be the only one who wasn't just after something material. You know, the rest are always just looking for money or dope, maybe a bit of status, but here I was, just trying to figure out who killed someone that he cared about. He was pretty good at casing the scene, too, I gotta say. You know, even though we didn't find any evidence, he knew every little spot in the area where something could be hidden, and his boys had kept it pretty much undisturbed as near as I could tell. They clearly respect him. Or fear him. I imagine it's a bit of the same, really. I never did ask exactly how high up he was in the Grey Hands. Maybe I ought to look through our records and see if his name shows up anywhere. You know, hopefully they mark him as Risk and not whatever the fuck his real name is. Imagine it's something like Clarence. Yeah, I'd go by something else too if that was my name on the street. 
Jeez, this has been a rambling one, hasn't it, William? Barely even talked about the actual case. Okay, let me run it down before I go and get dinner so I can actually remember. We're on our third murder, this one a drug dealer by the name of Jetfire, who was killed a couple blocks away from where Deborah Jane was killed. The method of murder was the same, and there was little to no evidence left around, nor signs of a struggle. Honestly, not unlikely Jetfire was high when he was killed, but I don't have a way to test his blood without some people asking a lot of weird questions. The killer is almost certainly located within the 8th precinct, but beyond that, they're hard to nail down, both motive-wise and identity-wise. They could hide their ID card from the standard location scans we have access to, and their killings typically happen later at night. Well, it's not much, but it's something. Maybe I'll try and find out if anyone has more advanced scans. Maybe Ocularis has something. Haven't talked with her in a while. Anyways, I'ma go eat dinner now. I'll be back when I have more on the case, William. Let me know if you want to chat in the meantime.